conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. Right, let's stay regional. Former president of Mozambique, Joachim Chisano, has raised concerns about Zimbabwe's current economic situation, saying it's hurting the SADC region. As Zimbabwe is said to be owing international creditors about 162 billion rand, 8.5 billion dollars. Apparently, arrears make up 69% of bilateral debt, which totals 5.7 billion dollars. But uh, let's find out a little bit more about that. We're joined by Vince Musewi, a economics uh, economist based in Zimbabwe. Vince, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's uh, we kind of know that Zimbabwe is is struggling. Uh, are things being turned around in that country? Absolutely not, John. You know, I mean, this has been a perennial issue, I mean, for the last 10 years. You know, just to give your listeners a bit of a background, you remember when there was the land reform, there was the Zidera Act that mm. was passed, you know, which was Zimbabwe Democracy Act, which we are sought to penalize Zimbabwe. And it was basically penalizing Zimbabwe for the land reform program. So they came up with what they uh, said they would limit the international credit to Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe cannot get credit from anyone, despite the areas you're talking about. Mm. Uh, any of the international banks, uh, uh, they, they can't get credit. Number two, they imposed some uh, you know, targeted sanctions on individuals. And number three, they said one of the conditions is that the, the farm farmers who got uh, dispossessed must be compensated for the loss. So that that is still in place, okay, regarding uh, this, this DERA Act. Um, and obviously what that does, John, is if a country cannot get credit anyway, particularly for infrastructure, for big projects, it becomes difficult to actually, you know, uh, to actually develop the country. So you've mm. got a situation where, for example, the infrastructure is dilapidating, the health sector is dilapidating, the edu- you know, everything, the social side of things is just is just terrible. And obviously that is not the only reason, John. There's also been gross mismanagement of the economy, uh, particularly when it comes to our currency, you know, which continues to, you know, to, sh- to, to, to increase against US uh, uh, rate every day. And then obviously there's human rights issues. So we can't really blame it on one thing. It's a, it's a cocktail of things that have actually led us to where we are today. Uh, it's interesting Chisano saying this now. It's, it's not a new mm. problem. We, we've seen this. South Africa feeling the effects of this, I'm sure. And, and the rest of the continent must be feeling it because uh, Zimbabwe is the gateway to southern Africa, northern mm. southern Africa. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's meant to be, I mean, you know, but it's just, you know, we've just been in in this, you know, in this kind of uh, situation for just too long, and we're pretty tired, and the politics doesn't help, you see, because every confidence, the issue is that the average Zimbabwean no longer has confidence that this government is able to manage this economy to their benefit, okay? So we've got a huge informal sector where it's a survivalist, people are surviving. We've got a huge migration, particularly of the young guys, youngsters, who are just sick and tired of this environment, who've left the country, Mm. right? And we then have a political party that is entrenched, uh, whether it's through the police, through the army and whatever. And it becomes very difficult to begin to maneuver out of that particular situation. So it's not only the economics, it's the politics. How, obviously, the more it struggles, as you say, less infrastructure, countries like Botswana and Mozambique will take advantage of that and bypass Zimbabwe completely. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, you you know you know about the Kazungula Bridge, right? Which uh, basically, if you come through Bait Bridge, I mean, I, I was reading about it the other day. Trucks are, are stuck there for twenty four hours to forty eight hours trying to get through. Uh, it's a huge cost to the economy, and they, you know, so people are going to use alternative routes uh, in order to actually make sure that uh, their, their businesses, you know, continues. Yeah. But also, John, we must really add the issue of corruption. I mean, which is really, really, you know. I'm one person that says, listen, it's okay to have sanctions, okay? Mm. Well, I'm not it's okay, but let's admit that they're not going to go away, okay. right? So it does not mean we fold our arms and complain and do nothing about it. Because if I can give you an example, Zimbabwe is, is generating about 12 billion US dollars per annum uh, in revenues that are coming into the country, whether it's exports or whether it's remittances from the people in the diaspora. That is more than adequate to actually meet the needs of the, of the country. But the issue is corruption. You know, there's so much corruption. There's so much leakages. Uh, you know, you've listened to the gold mafia, right? Mm. And it's not only about gold. Right now, we've got serious issues with the Libyan because it's, it's the next gold. Uh, we've got serious issue with Libyan that is being smuggled out of the country and, and all that. So in effectively, Zimbabwe can fund its own development if we get really serious to mm. say, listen, let's, Let's you know stop the leakages of the of the of the money that is getting out of the country, and then let's use what we have properly. I mean, the government is buying two hundred cars for chiefs. Is you see what I'm saying? So the priorities are wrong, uh, and and I'm always one always want to say sometimes the problem is not the problem. Your attitude to the problem is the problem. If you continue complaining, no, the you know sanctions, no, the external world is messy. You're never really going to get up and do something yourself, and that is the paradigm that we have to climb out of as a country. One of my questions was going to be, is there political will? But what you're saying is there isn't political will. It's going to have to come from the people. Absolutely, they, you know, because because if they, you know, if there was, we really wouldn't be where we are as a country. I mean, with you know, I was listening, John. I mean, you probably also watch a lot of. I was listening to how Singapore got got where it, mm. it, it is today, and it says three things: meritocracy, right, pragmatism, and honesty. Okay, those are the three things that the leadership actually has. Meritocracy, appointed with appropriate people in the proper positions who can deliver. Pragmatism, you know, when it comes to investment. And honesty, that is dealing with corruption and making sure that at least the resources we have are, are fully utilized for the benefit of the country. And we don't have those things. So as long as we have that paradigm that says, listen, this is the party that is going to be there forever. It's a liberation party struggle. They're entitled to power. Corruption doesn't get it addressed we really are not going to get out of this rut I mean, talk, talk about the brain drain as well how has that affected the yeah. country well what has happened i mean if you're under 35 in zimbabwe right uh you've never worked you've never actually seen oh. a payslip Wow. In your life, right. you know, because you, you just haven't had a formal job. So a significant number of youth are just as soon as they graduate, they leave in the country. We've got loads and loads of people now going to be nurses in the UK. Can you believe it? People who got serious degrees end up choosing to go and, 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 and be a, a nurse aide in the UK. 
and droves of our youngsters are leaving. Obviously, we lost all the technicians because you know we had a, we, we had very good the technical people. They all have gone to Australia. They've gone to the, to the rest of Africa. So there's a we we actually don't have a vibrant middle class. Mm. Something that is critical for you know to maintain a democratic state. You need a vibrant, prosperous middle class that is you know fighting and actually making sure the economy works. We lack that. We've got very rich people on one side. What I call the secret economy. They're making lots of money. Come to Zimbabwe, John, you'll be shocked. There's Bentleys, there's Lamborghinis in the street, some of the you know build houses that are being built, 24-roomed yeah. houses, right, wow. on one side. And then on the other, you've got 70% of the people who are basically irking out a living on a day-to-day -day basis in the informal sector. And it's just not going to, you know, it's just unacceptable, John. Mm. Thank you very much. Economist based in Zimbabwe, yeah, the former president of Mozambique, saying Zimbabwe's current economic situation is hurting the SADC region. I think we're feeling that a little bit here as well. It's just gone half past three news headlines and then two me as your sport.